This week in Baby Quest, Baby Clementine's coming home. <laughs> What have you been up to lately? Feeding a baby. And? Taking care of a baby. And also just recording the first part of our podcast, and this is the second part, and we're literally recording them at the same time. Yes. And so, yeah, any weird audio problems that happen in the first one are also going to be happening in the second part. Whoops, sorry. It's fine. If you hear a baby, that's because there's a baby right here with us, close mm. to the microphone, currently being fed. Exactly. And yeah, apologies in advance for all the weird baby noises and burps and farts and stuff. Yeah, so last week, episode, whatever it is. Last week we talked about having a baby in the hospital, very medical birth, C-section, right. NICU. Everyone was doing great, though. Yep. You got kicked out of recovery early. Because you were doing so good. Yep. Clementine was spent the night in the NICU and was about to get kicked out of there because she was doing so good and they weren't even worried about her. Worried about monitoring her anymore. They hadn't actually done anything all night except for just watch her. And here we are the next morning. Yeah, so Saturday afternoon. So she was born on a Friday. Saturday afternoon. She came into our room in the mother and baby unit with us, and she was doing pretty well. Saturday night... Doing great, thank you very much. We... I don't know. We were like... We thought we were doing great with feeding, and then we had a nurse come in and basically show us how we were doing it all wrong. Okay, well, a couple things about this. First of all, it felt like we were feeding her great and plenty. And each time a nurse would ask us, okay, so how much are you eating? We would say, whatever. The amount. 20 millimeters. Millimeters. 20 milliliters. 30 milliliters. Whatever it was at the time. And then they would say, oh, well, actually, they're supposed to be, she should be eating 40 right now. She should okay, be well, wasn't that in the 50 hospital. right now. So in the hospital. It was like that in the hospital. No, not right away. It was like that in the hospital. Not right away. It was like that in the hospital, though. No, it wasn't like that until the nurse came in in the middle of the night and told us how we were doing everything wrong. Yeah, and she was like, oh, actually, let me show you how to feed a baby and burp a baby. And we were like, oh, okay, this is new information. Maybe someone should have told us earlier, possibly. <laughs> she, showed, she showed us this, like, cool way to hold her up and, like, sort of have her sitting up and support the head. And here you lean her forward and do the burp this way. And, like, it was all working perfectly. Oh, and the other thing is was her tongue. Yeah, so she, I mean, she still does it a little bit now. Definitely not as much as she did when she was first born. But she takes her tongue and she sticks it to the roof of her mouth, 
And it's like a suction up there. Like it gets up there and it's like suctioned up there. So when we were feeding her, we didn't realize this. And so the bottle, like the nipple of the bottle wasn't on her tongue. So therefore sucking was like a challenge for her. And it was basically like tiring her out. And so therefore she wasn't eating as much. Yeah, which we didn't know and only found out sort of by accident when the night nurse came Just by. Just like popped her head in. A random time. And was like, how you guys doing? Yeah. We were like, we think we're okay. And, and showed then us she... how to do everything at like 1230 at night or whatever oh, it was. It was even later. But yeah, it was like the middle of the night. Yeah. So that to me, that was a really weird experience. So everyone at the hospital was great. All our nurses were wonderful. We loved everybody. It was great. But there was never like, oh, here's how you should do anything. Yeah, here's how except, you... Except for this one nurse who we, like, caught us by accident, basically. Yeah. And so, like, we'd been feeding her wrong and badly. And and again, I maintain, anytime they asked us how much, it was like, oh, actually, don't, like, don't you know it should be this much at this time? It did get to that point, but it was not at that point yet. I know. That was just another crazy thing that kept happening yes but it's not like, yet I, at this point is there like in a the chart? story is there a chart that we were supposed to have no. that no one shared with us but it wasn't like, at these this numbers point coming from? the story you got to tell us these numbers before we're feeding yes for I mean, us to know to feed them that much anyway and then so we learned how to feed her sunday finally sunday morning we kind of thought like so her billy rubin the jaundice levels had been high but you know we were like kind of hopeful that sunday morning we were gonna get to go home she was peeing and pooping a lot which is basically what you need to be able to pass all that yeah and then but they had to do more blood work to see where her levels were at before they could release us and by the way clementine is a champion at <laughs> giving blood apparently yeah it doesn't bother her they you know they do like the prick heel on the, prick. the heel and then squeeze the heel for a couple minutes to get enough blood out and just like nothing no reaction yeah putting her in an outfit with sleeves awful torture diaper change awful nightmare making your foot bleed and then squeezing it a bunch not an nothing. issue um, she has very high pain tolerance and a very low sleeve tolerance. <laughs> yeah, so they did blood work Sunday morning, and it came back very high. And so they said, okay, we need to do the blue light therapy, but good news, she doesn't need to go to the NICU for that. We can do it right here in your room. Right, so jaundice... Is like if you a, don't know, it's like super super common in babies. Yeah, like, like all babies. It's and the only way... it's only dangerous if it's left untreated. Like yeah. if it's completely untreated and runs out of control, then it can cause I think everything like brain issues. And yeah, all like of all stuff. sorts of crazy things. Um, but it's it's very very common and very very easily treatable. You pop them under some blue lights that look like a tanning bed. It's not UV light though. <laughs> it's just blue. And, and like the other way to treat it is just making sure that they're eating enough or lots and they get rid of all of the bilirubin through their Because it's poo. all it's all processed 
Isn't it? It's like processed through the liver and or kidneys and yeah, yeah. Both. I'm gonna say both. I don't know because no they were no saying, one is here to correct me. Because so they I'll were say saying it. like, oh, her like poo is super dark because that's the like bilirubin right coming out. So yeah, she spent more than 24 hours under the blue light. So we had to stay until Monday morning. Yeah, and staying another night was whatever. It's fine, but. The hardest part is that your baby is under blue light and they have to, they say, like, you want her to spend as little time out from under the lights as possible. Which obviously means not holding your two-day-old baby for, like, for an entire 24-hour yeah, period. Yeah, so basically, like, she would cry and want to eat. We would take her out, feed her, change her diaper, and, like, put her back in. Yeah. There was, like, no cuddle time. None of that. That was really hard. And that's also when I stopped attempting to breastfeed her because we were trying to cut down on the amount of time she was not under the blue light. And your milk had just not come in at all. Yeah, I was getting yeah. like two drops. From pumping. Yeah. And I was like super stoked every time I would see like two little drops. It's like, oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. But that just meant like... Her jaundice stuff just meant, you know, we didn't want her out of the blue light for an hour to get nothing and then feed her and then put her back in. Yeah. We just wanted her under the blue light as much as possible. Yeah. Which, again, that in itself was very difficult to do. Yes. And so she had basically every risk factor for having super high jaundice levels. So she was born premature. She was a C-section baby. Yep. My milk hadn't come in. And we didn't... Her and I don't have the same blood type. Sorry. So that also... Like, it just... Her liver... It's the liver, I'm pretty sure, that deals with the bilirubin levels. Her liver just had to work harder. But because she was a little bit young, it wasn't quite as developed. So it's trying to work harder but it's not as developed and like we also found out that like delayed cord clamping also yeah while it's very good for the baby (laughs) in situations like this it makes it harder because you've now just pumped a baby full of more blood yeah right and so you know if we like hadn't if we'd known we maybe would have said like okay well we won't do delayed cord clamping because i don't know like maybe, maybe. well but like it would have but been then a there's conversation. some other negative effect i, don't I know. know it would but it would have just been like a thing to know but like you can't yeah. know so it's fine i still think it's wild that you can grow a baby inside of you with my blood type that yeah I know, she doesn't like, share any blood with you like evolution guys maybe it should just always be that the person who houses the baby, that baby has their blood type. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably some sense. weird thing. There's, it, it's, you, you would probably just end up with one blood type or something weird out of that scenario. But anyway. Yeah, so she had every single risk factor, basically, for jaundice. And she got it. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's much to say about her time under the blue light other than it sucked for us only. Yes. And she spent 24 hours under there. Yeah. And then she was good enough to go home. Yes. 
but we didn't go home right away. Yeah, so that was the other thing. They wanted to get her checked out at Chio by the cardiology team right away. Yes. Chio is the children's hospital also in the city here. Yeah, so we went, we were like discharged from the hospital on Monday morning and went straight to the children's hospital. For her to get an echocardiogram, which was also not part of the plan. We thought it was going to be a couple days later kind of thing. But then, or at one point, they were just going to do it at the hospital. But then apparently decided they couldn't do that or weren't able to do it or something. So they they got an appointment at Chio for basically right after we were discharged. Yeah. So we left the hospital. So actually, leaving the hospital, this was the other time time that my anxiety, like... Went through the roof, yeah. Through the roof. And I think, I don't know, I think a big part of it was because leaving the hospital with your baby for the first time, getting her in the car seat, all that stuff, and driving home with a baby was that in and of itself very stressful. Oh, yes. Or, you know, it's like a high anxiety situation. Yeah. But... Adding on top of that, needing to go, instead of going home, needing to go make an appointment and be at the appointment on time and figure out all that stuff and where to park and how to get her in and out. And it was cold outside. And, and what I, what are we going to even be learning at this appointment? Is there going to be like bad news or I don't know what? Yeah. And I was also like happen. three days post-op. Yeah, you can't even move or anything. So, yeah, I was very stressed out. And as we were leaving the hospital, I know I saw you, like, sort of stop and walk behind me while I was carrying her a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I knew exactly what you were doing. And you were getting that picture of, like, (laughs) the dad carrying the car seat with the baby out of the hospital for the first time, going home. And it's so beautiful. And you're going to make it black and white. And it's Pinterest perfect and stuff. And I was just like, if I keep walking, maybe I won't throw up. And I know what you're doing. I'm just going to keep walking and pretend like it's not happening. And I'm going to try to not just vomit on the way out of the hospital. But we did it. But it's we, a cute photo. Yeah, it's a cute photo. And we made it to Chio yep. for our appointment. We got special allowance for both of us to go in because of the coronavirus pandemic right and one of us is the food supply but that person can't carry the baby so yeah they they very kindly made an exception for us to both go to the appointment and we did and it was like it was totally fine and we went up and they did the echocardiogram. I mean, we did, like, warn basically everybody. We're like, sorry, we are... She is 72 hours old, and... We haven't been home yet. We have not been home yet. This is the first time we've been out of our hospital room. Yeah. Everything we are doing, we are doing for the first time. This is the first time we've... We are taking her out of the car seat. I don't know how to do this right now. Yeah. (laughs) And the nurse was, like, very nice. He was like, it's okay. You're doing great, guys. Oh, yeah, everybody at Chio was incredible, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so 
They do all the stuff. The the Echo is like 45 minutes long, and we've got a 72-hour-old baby with her like arms strapped down behind her in this incredible swaddle that I could never recreate in a million <laughs> years where her whole like torso is exposed. Yeah, so I didn't see this happen, but I... Oh, it happened in like the flick of a wrist she just mm-hmm. like did it and it's like whoop whoop and her arms were like strapped down to the table in this <laughs> blanket it was crazy so yeah i mean not surprisingly she didn't love having the cold gel and her arms strapped down and having the thing pressed up on her for 45 minutes so you know we're there trying to keep her calm and she actually she did really good after a few minutes yeah know. She basically that's the only time she uses soother is like medical procedures during her echoes and yeah and I don't know it all it went well and we talked to the cardiologist, cardiologist there and she showed us everything that like her heart defect was like a little bit worse than it had been in utero but that was what they expect yeah like that's normal. And then it was like, okay, we'll have a follow-up in a couple of weeks, see how she's doing. And then we got to come home. And we actually came home. And the thing I remember about that is that in my mind before, it seemed like terrifying. You know, we're going to be left alone with this baby and... We're going to have this baby at home, and what are we going to do with her, and how are we going to know how any of it works, and we're, we're stupid and stuff. And it seemed like, you know, coming home would be this next terrifying step, but actually, coming home was, like, the biggest relief. Yeah. And just being home with her, and, like, just the three of us was so nice. And it felt so relaxing and like everything just felt right about it. It was really, yeah, it was just, it was really just a relief and like such a joy to be home with her. And actually I dropped you two off and the first thing we had to do was I had to run out to the store to buy formula because (laughs) we didn't didn't really have any because we weren't necessarily expecting to need any. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to talk about the feeding situation, you kept trying to pump for a while. For, like, a week. Yeah. I was trying to pump. So you would put her on the boob for a bit, right? Or were you just pumping at first? I think I was just pumping at first. So, yeah, that's right. Because the idea was, like, oh, you'll get pumping get and get the milk, milk supply, supply coming up, in. And then, and then she'll have something to eat. Yeah. So she was just bottle fed for the first little while. Or, I mean, formula fed. And the pumping never worked at all for you. No, like I would get like five milliliters from each boob, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Like that was a good session. Yeah. And that was like 20 minutes. Yeah. It was, yeah, pretty sad. But then eventually we just started putting her on there. Yeah, I was just like, I'm going to try. I'm just going to see what happens. And, I mean, I think she gets something from it. Yeah, and it works, and we're still... So she'll feed on you for, you know, like... Half an hour Half an hour. Yeah, at least half an hour, usually more, like 45 minutes or something. And then 
we give her whatever else she wants in a, a bottle, but for formula stuff. So we're doing both. We're supplementing. And it's working really well for us so far, I think. Yeah. So she had a lot of that first week. We had appointments almost every day. Yeah. She had a lot of follow-up appointments about her jaundice levels and her weight. Uh, So it took, she was still losing weight a week after she was born. Yeah. Which, like, if you look at the, so we got a special Noonan's growth chart. And that's not so far off of it. It's still a little bit long to be losing weight. But, like, that plus the relatively good episode of jaundice that she had like it all tracks it all makes sense that she was losing that much weight yeah so she lost eight percent of her birth weight never hit 10 no didn't hit 10 but all that to say is like we are waking her up every three hours to eat Oh, and we were feeling very stressed about her weight and worrying about that. And is she eating enough and feeling like we're bad parents for not being able to feed her enough and she's not gaining and how come and what's wrong with us? Yeah, and then, like, you know, the nurses are giving me, like, targets of how much she should be eating and sometimes she doesn't want to eat that much and I was, you know... Yeah, we don't have a great way to force feed her. We didn't have a tube to shove down her throat. I mean, we could have started waterboarding her, I guess, to wake her up when she falls asleep. But she's just going to kind of eat what she needs to eat, really. Yeah, so that first week was very stressful. And it was just so busy. Like, Like I said, literally every day we had appointments. I think it wasn't... We got home on Monday... Tuesday, Wednesday, we had an appointment. Thursday, we didn't. Friday, we did. Yeah. Thursday was the first full day we had with her without (laughs) having anything crazy to do. Yeah. And that was very nice as well. Yes. Yeah, it was really just like seeing the pediatrician, seeing... No, No, we didn't see the pediatrician. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, she was being followed at the special baby center yes yeah no we saw the pediatrician the next week where appointments continued yeah it was busy it was a lot she got a lot of blood work done but like they kept checking her bilirubin levels and they kept going down and down and down yeah and that's that was the main thing that anyone was worried about and her weight was slowly starting to creep back up well not much the first week but eventually Took her till she was three weeks before she was back to her birth weight. Yeah. Which is like basically a week longer than average. (laughs) But then she's been packing it on ever since then. Yeah, and we have noticed that like since I've started breastfeeding, she has started like gaining more weight or gaining weight faster, I guess. Uh, I guess so. I mean, it's hard to say that that's the cause, but sure. I'm going to say it was a little bit. All right, sure. Whatever you want. Yeah, those, like, first few weeks are a bit of a blur. Yeah, it just felt very much like we didn't have really any time to relax and enjoy our daughter, really. Yeah, and I remember telling one of the doctors that at, like, 
the baby center that we were doing our checkups at, saying that, like, so many of my friends talk about, you know, when their babies were born and how they loved the, like, those first few weeks because you just, you know, you lie in bed and you hold your baby and it's just, like, cuddles and it's just, like, so nice. And I was like, oh, that has not been my experience. Like, it Mm -hmm. felt like we were on this, like, very tight schedule. And I was always, like, counting the hours of, like, when do I need to feed her next? And then we had, we always had places to go every day. And And when you have to go to one appointment with one baby who is a week old, it's like, you know, that's your whole morning is, like, getting ready like okay counting backwards from when we need to leave was when she needs to eat when she needs to start eating okay what does that mean we have to change your diaper before we go like yeah and you know you're like starting you're preparing like hours in advance for this appointment a two-hour prep to like leave the house (laughs) to like get us ready and to eat and to you know and then to get her ready and it was like two hours it would be two hours before we had to leave that we would start everything yeah and then you can't drive so i was driving you to the appointments and then waiting you would go in and i would just be waiting in the car because it was not that close to our house so i'd just be waiting in the car for like an hour or more or whatever yep. it took and then drive you home yep yeah that was that was a lot of the first couple of weeks to be honest yeah and then then we kind of started getting into a bit of a routine. It's been much better since then. Yeah. Week three, kind of like, oh. I was like, oh, this is okay. Yeah. We, the weather was really nice, and we got out for a bunch of walks, which was great. Yeah. And your um, recovery, I mean, I know that you got very sore and stuff, but your recovery was, like, insanely fast. We were out walking with her, like, the day after we got home, I think. Yeah, the 17th, we went for our first walk. Right. To the mailbox. Yeah, not not a super long Not, walk. like, a two-hour hike, no. Just to the mailbox and back. Yeah. Yeah, Mike has said, like, oh, your recovery is going so well, and for me, it doesn't feel that way. It feels very hard very slow, like I'm not making a lot of progress, feels very different from my recovery after Eliza, but I mean, maybe that's just what happens when you carry a baby to almost 37 weeks. (laughs) I don't know, like. Well, like what feels different? It feels slower, like I feel like at this point after Eliza's birth, I was doing more and it was, wasn't it hurting as much as it still is. And also I feel like my body looks different. Like I feel like basically in every sense after Eliza's birth, I like bounced back much faster. And I know there's like a lot of factors, you know, Eliza wasn't as big. I wasn't as far along. It was my first C-section. And I also didn't have a baby at home that I was taking care of. Yeah, we basically spent a month in bed sleeping yeah a lot (laughs) yeah and not doing a whole lot of anything else yeah so i mean i understand why it's different but it's still 
a hard thing to accept. Well, I think you're doing great, and so does everybody else. Yeah, I know. I think the hardest thing is, like, looking at my body and being, like, sometimes I look at it, and I'm like, well, I kind of still look a little pregnant. No. Well, you can't just say no. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. And, I mean, I know that's normal. I know I'm, like, almost six weeks post-birth. It's completely normal. And it's fine. I'll get back there. It's just, it's just a hard thing. Well, I think you're a smoking hot babe, but if you want to sign up for CrossFit, I mean, we can, we can make that work for you if you want. If you need to get your CrossFit on, if you need to go hit up the box. No. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that covers the the like the timeline the events of birth and bringing a baby home is there anything else we need to to mention about that whole experience i don't think so i mean we definitely had maybe we'll do a whole episode of this of like our like feelings of having a living baby at home and like some of the weird grief moments we've had yeah we'll get into some of that on another one but everyone is home and healthy and happy and we've been very happy and everyone's like oh having a baby so hard and it's like i don't know pretty good i guess maybe we're just the world's best parents this has been nothing hard about it so far i mean i think it does help that you're home from work and you're not going to work every day yeah i'm taking 12 parental weeks yeah if i was at work i have no idea how either of us would survive no that seems crazy to me yeah i'm also i'm still worried about going to work after the 12 weeks like (laughs) i think i should be off until she goes back to school at least (laughs) basically till she's five yeah we should probably if not when she goes to college i don't know the teenage years who knows we're probably both gonna need to be home for that right it, it does, I don't know, it feels very weird to, to think that I will be going back to work eventually. But I'm very happy that I get to be off right now. Yeah. So I think next week we're going to talk about Clementine's first heart surgery. Yeah, and the events that led up to that. So that's that's the teaser. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everything's fine right now. Everybody's doing great. But we did have a somewhat minor heart surgical procedure already yes and uh yeah we're gonna tell you about it in the next episode so if you want to hear about that it was pretty cool please feel free to listen and if you think this show is like okay it would be a huge boon to us if you would tell someone about it or you could like put a little link on facebook and say like hey moms sorry moms are the only people on facebook or you know share it with a friend who who has an interest in baby i guess i don't know yeah but we also have uh, the instagram at baby quest pod maybe there'll be some content there who knows yeah and that's about it and i guess you can rate and review us on itunes nope not on itunes that doesn't exist on apple podcasts or whatever you're listening to this on Everyone says it helps. 
and we never get ratings or reviews, so I can't really say for sure whether or not that's true, if it helps or not, but there's only one way to find out. Let's try it. Give it a try. <laughs> and tell your friends. More importantly, my my number one favor to ask is if, like, if you think anyone else would like the show. If you told yeah. them about it. Share it with somebody. Yeah. I mean, we have we have a baby to feed. Please. Please help. It's not. Please help us. It's not how we feed the baby. Don't worry. Well, not yet. Not with that attitude. All right, so thanks for listening. I love you. Bye. Mwah.